and welcome to another episode of Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast. I'm Gib Gerard. Our guest this week is Dr. Drayvon James. Now, she's a life coach. She's a pharmacist. Yes, she's an actress. You've seen her in The Wire. Yes, she is all of those things. But what, what she really brings is an incredible insight into finding your true passion in life and how to confront the challenges that we've been ignoring in ourselves for a very long time. I know that I have. So we're going to talk about that, how to find your true passion and how to come out of quarantine having faced all of your proverbial demons uh, in, in a minute. But first, a quick word from our sponsors, including Rocket Mortgage from Quicken Loans. Once again, I want to say a quick thank you to Rocket Mortgage from Quicken Loans for making today possible. And here we go with a couple of quick pieces of intelligence you can use, take with you, share with your friends, whatever you want to do. Turns out just touching money makes us want to spend it. That's according to research from Miami University in Ohio. The study found that touching actual cash, even just $1 bills, increased people's testosterone and made them more likely to engage in risk-taking behavior. That explains so much. So if you want to spend less, don't handle your money physically. Keep it out of sight, like in your wallet, rather than a money clip where you're always you know, touching it. Or do what I do, and only carry a credit card or a debit card rather than cash. One more thing, they can milk anything now. You've heard of almond milk, cashew milk. Oat milk is very popular with the barista crowd, of which I am a member. Uh, but the newest craze is banana milk. Yes, that's right. It's banana milk. I don't know how you milk a banana, but they figured out a way to do it. Turns out it's number one in terms of nutritional label comparison. There are no calories from fat, as opposed to other things like coconut milk, which I'm also a big fan of. And it is the most eco-friendly and uses less water to produce than other uh, alternative milk, non-dairy milk competitors. So it's called banana milk. I've actually tried it. It is pretty fantastic. I, we, you can use it in smoothies. You can use it in cereal. You could drink it. They have different flavors. You can drink it however you want. Uh, my kids happen to really like it. There's chocolate. Uh, which obviously is very popular. Uh, if you would like to learn more, you can check out bananawave.love. That's the brand that I've tried, Banana Wave. Uh, and you can you can try banana milk for yourself. Pretty incredible stuff. Uh, what, what are they going to milk next? I mean, bananas now, what, what is it going to be tomorrow? What, what is going to be the new craze? Anyway, bananawave.love if you guys want to try that. And again, banana milk is the new thing. Okay, here we go. My interview with Dr. Drayvon James. Dr. Drayvon James, thank you so much for being a part of the show with us today. I really appreciate it. Oh, I'm super excited to be with you. Me too. And part of it is because you have, I mean, you are, you're a life coach and we're going to talk about, uh, first of all, what that means, what you, how you speak into people's lives, but your background is amazing. I mean, it is, it is, it's, it's, it's not a lot of life coaches. They wake up one day, they have an undergraduate degree in psychology and they, uh, they, you know, they, they quit their job at a marketing firm and become life coaches, but you have, you have an, a crazy background. You are, you are a, a trained pharmacist, uh, a doctor of pharmacology. You are an actress with a far better resume than mine. Uh, you is you and, and you also do this speaking. So how do you get, how do you have all of these passions and have all these passions to such an excellent level? That's, that's yeah. what I can't get over. Well, you know, thank you for that compliment. Such an excellent level. I love that. But, you know, I believe that we, everything that's inside of you, inside of me, inside of all of us is there for a reason. It would be sh a shame to let the lights go out on this journey. And you say, man, I meant to do whatever that is. Mm -hmm. So I live my life from that, from that point is that hey, I'm interested in that. And, you know, I might get down that road, but like, ah, not so much, but the things that I'm really passionate about, which have been service 
oriented. You know, as you mentioned, I have a doctorate degree in, in pharmacy. That was my first pursuit, but not my first love. My first love was the theater. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I couldn't let that die. I had my daughter, she's 20 years old, and I had abandoned acting. And I looked at her when she was first born and I said, how can I tell this little girl to follow her dream when I don't follow my dream? And that, you know, before she was six months, I was back in the acting classes and on my way with that. And all along, you know, if you know my story at age 17, my brother, who's younger than me, gave me the book, The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. And at age 17, I was getting ready to go. It was in the summer, uh, July or August. I was leaving for pharmacy school first semester that late August. And I knew when I read that book before I left for college, I said, whatever this man just did for me in this book, this is really what I want to do with my life. I'd never heard the term motivational speaker, Mm -hmm. but so I didn't know what that meant, how I was going to do that for people. And I thought, well, you already committed to pharmacy school, go on and do that. And you'll figure it out. And I kept on studying everything that I called, (laughs) believe this or not, at age 17, what I thought I was looking for was the way to have a life with no problems. And I thought that's what he did in that book. I'm like, oh, that's what his, this guy is doing. So obviously I didn't discover how to have a life with right. no problems. Right. I was going to say, I, wow, <laughs> right? give Let me, me that. that right? yeah. but, but what I did discover and what I wanted to share with people, because I started studying this at age 17, so it's been like a lifetime, lifetime journey, is how to take everything that shows up in your life, the good, the bad, and all that stuff in between, and to use it as a stepping stone to create your next desirable level of greatness. Yeah. I mean, and uh, that, yes. So, well, so to your, to your point, right? Like using, using, using your passions and using your circumstances to create stepping stones, I believe is something that we are really, that we are really in right now. Uh, we were talking a little bit before we started recording when I was saying, I believe we are in an inflection point right now where I believe with with quarantine and the economic collapse and the virus that, that we are in a position right now where a lot of people are realizing that they have their eggs in the wrong basket and they, they, are, they are passionately seeking a, uh, a reignition of that fire that you're talking about. And what better time than now to help people start to figure that out? Uh, right. So we're in the reset phase and this is fascinating, right? It's, I mean, and, and with all humility and, you know, our heart goes out to the people who are experiencing tremendous loss during this time. It's, you know, I work in a hospital and there are definitely those things happening with, with life and, and we feel for that. Uh, but still in this, in this restart phase, we're finding that we have, there's more to us than what we thought. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're having mm-hmm. to dig in there and get that because, we're, we're drawing on these energies and these resources that we didn't even know we had. And so that's exciting. That's if we look at it that way, we have the option to look at it that way, or we could look at it like, oh my gosh, these times are so uncertain. I have no idea how I'm going to make it. Mm-hmm. And then even if we take that approach, there is a part of us, if we were to sit quietly and listen, that says, when we say, oh, this is so uncertain, I have no idea. There's a part of you that says, everything's uncertain. You never have any idea. Right. And so now we get to live in the truth and says, oh my gosh, I've been doing all of this magical, incredible stuff. And I never had any idea. And I never had, you know, the next, I never had the, the answer for tomorrow before tomorrow got here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so we get to reset. We get to take all the skills that we have in the old, you know, pre-life, pre-COVID life. Mm-hmm. We get to bring all that into the new journey and this has the potential to be the best leg of the journey thus, thus far. 
Yeah. Well, so so okay. Let, let's let's lean into that a little bit more. You have a you have a, a theory of leaning into conflict, of addressing disappointments, in and getting stuff out, right? And and for a lot of people, this is a time where they're forced to be stuck at home. They are forced to they are forced to face uh, a lot of crisis in their lives. Uh, and and a lot of people, if you look online, you'll see. We've spent a good amount of this time distracting ourselves from this disappointment. We've spent a lot of our t- time distracting ourselves from this conflict, whether it's with alcohol or sourdough starter. That's how we spent our quarantine, right? So uh, how do we begin to unpack that and begin to find that passion for those of us who have maybe been with our head in the sand proverbially for a very long time? Through self-awareness. And and people often think when I say, you know, lean into conflict, that I'm saying, oh, lean into conflict with your neighbor, your spouse, mm-hmm. your this conflict that we have, this duality that we exist in starts with self, yeah. right? The, the self that we present and then the self that's sitting back there, you know, either loathing or as you said, put your head in the sand, can't look straight on at the situation because it hurts too bad. Not embracing what you know to be your truth at this point, because you're still evolving. The truth evolves with us. So that leaning into conflict is this sitting in the, in the awareness Becoming aware of who we are, mm-hmm. honoring that, honoring that this in this moment right here, without shame, guilt, or condemnation, this is the duality of myself. This is the face, and this is the behind face scene. That allows you, and there, there is conflict that we need to lean into with those people that we're engaging in, but until we do that, until we face ourselves, we can't engage in any truth conflict with any external source. We've got to lean in and say, this is what it is for me. This is who I am. This is what I'm feeling, knowing the difference between what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling. Hopefully we're in in this coronavirus time. We've been left enough time alone that we're able to say, oh, that was a thought and not a feeling. Oh, that's a feeling and not a thought. We're so busy. We we, we have a hard time distinguishing the two of those, which that limits our ability to lean into conflict. Okay, so so I think there's a lot of us that have had uh, I don't want to say blinders, but but we we a lot of us have made life choices uh, in a distracted way, right? We unintentionally have fallen into patterns in our lives. We've unintentionally abandoned passions that you're you, like you're talking about. We have unintentionally taken what we thought of as practical choices, uh, and and now we find ourselves those practical choices don't look so practical all of a sudden. How do we begin? What, what first steps do you work with with your clients to begin to uh, reignite that passion, to find that passion again? Like you say, okay, you have to sit in it and figure out and distinguish thoughts from feelings. But I have a sense that there's a lot of people right now, myself included, who are so far out of tune with that that we don't even know how to begin to do what you're talking about. Oh, I love that question because that is so true for most of us. So no, no shade or shame in that at all. You know, once we get to the place where we say, okay, yeah, I've kind of got my life a little bit off track. Now, how do I get there's this there's this urge because we are fix it. We are doers. Right. So mm-hmm. we want to fix everything. And I caution that that's not the next step. Right. The, the next step is to honor that is to become really thankful what, for what you've been able to do, what you've been able to endure, what you've been able to build. And while you were on someone else, maybe, maybe you chose to get on that ride, but you didn't have all the information about the ride when you chose it. Mm-hmm. So to sit there and honor that. And when you sit and just, you know, continuously, every time it pops in your mind, oh my gosh, I'm so thankful that I, that I'm here. 
that I was there. You'll be amazed. The ego starts to calm down because now it's not, it doesn't have to defend itself. Mm-hmm. Right? It gets to relax. Once that starts to happen, once the ego starts to relax because you're not fighting it, you see, and I realize, and my goodness, at some points I can tell you, I was so far gone with myself and being on this roller coaster that I had to just thank my ego. It's like, I don't even know how you've done what you've done. I have no idea. I've been sleeping, walk, sleepwalking through most of this journey, but now that I'm awake, guess mm. what you get to guess what you get to do, ego. You get to relax. You get to ride for a little while. And how we're gonna do that is I'm gonna stay totally connected. And one of the easiest ways to stay totally connected for me and for many of my clients is to do what I call these body scans. And they're not new; everybody does them, but right. not everybody knows about them. But it's a simple thing of just being in the still position where they're sitting down or lying down and starting at the soles of your feet and just saying, how do my feet feel? Mm-hmm. It sounds like ludicrous. You're like, well, you know, why would I do that? Because we're checking in. We're so disconnected. We're, we actually never realized that we're stressed until we're at a 10 sometimes. So right. how do my feet feel? And whatever the answer is, you slow down and say, oh, thank you for telling me. Now, why, why do they feel that way? What's going on? And just listening, just listening and going all the way up. And what I find a lot of people tell me is when they get when they get to like their the stomach area or the chest area or the back area, they tense up and they don't want to know. Mm. They don't because the ego is like, don't go there. Don't go there. You don't want to hear the answer for that. Your stomach hurts because you married the wrong guy 15 years ago. Your stomach's mm. been hurting for 15 years. You don't want to know that. Mm. But but sit with it. And say, you know what? I'm okay with hearing it. We don't have to do anything about it right now. Let's just let's just talk about it. Right. Hey, don't right. force yourself. Be loving and kind and patient. You'll get to the end of where you're supposed to be in the beginning of where you're supposed to be if you take this nice, easy approach, this leg of the journey. Now, is that scan, is that the key to separating what you were talking about before, the idea of thoughts and feelings? And I think for a lot of people, uh, that's that's a difficult distinction. You, you even mentioned it's a difficult distinction oh. to make, but... Uh, you know, to begin to do that uh, is 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 the scanning technique. Is that a good way to begin to distinguish the two? I think it's one of the easiest and fastest ways to do it. If you if you the scan and the asking of questions and to listen to the answers, to really listen without judgment. You know, we listen to everything except for ourselves, the news and mm. the weather. We listen to everybody, the neighbor, the person in the grocery store, except for ourselves. When in the inside is talking all of the time, in so many different ways. They say the body never lies, and it's absolutely true. Our our minds lie because it, it this is a it wants to adapt, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but the body doesn't lie. The body, we can suppress it. The mind can say, I don't pay attention to that, but the body's still doing it. And so when we sit still and we just let, we just watch, say, oh my gosh, what, you know, why is my calf twitch like that? What's going on with that? I don't need the answer. I don't want the mind to engage. I want the, to sit there until the body says, I'm twitching like this because I got this nervous energy. It's, oh, well, then why is that nervous energy? How long have we been doing this? And we're not looking for, if you sit long enough, I know this is crazy if you've never done it, but if you sit long enough, the mind will disconnect and let the body answer all the questions. Mm. It's a practice, but it's a, it's a practice in love because you are worth it. You know, turn off the computers, turn off the TV. If you do this five minutes every day, it'll be like being on a vacation. Your body will just start loving you. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, if, even just, and I, I do some mindfulness practices, which is what this falls under. And um, you'd be amazed at how simple it sounds, how difficult it is, and how rewarding even just five minutes of it is. Um, yeah. I mean, in my experience with it, it is, it's pretty fascinating to just, and, and how you relate to the world after you do something as simple as this. Because to your point, gosh, we our brains are firing in so many different directions. We are... We are on top of that. We are 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 constantly, uh, uh, you know, we we're we're justifying to your point everything all the time, and we cannot distinguish. We're constantly distracted. We cannot distinguish what comes from truth and what comes from our own justification of things, so that we can feel better about ourselves. Like it's it's really hard, you know. And right. I think giving yourself permission to accept that it's hard is it's great. And and right there, you know, when we get to this, the ego is such an interesting and and. Uh, loving source of pain, if you will, because right there we say this is hard and, and, and it is difficult, but the ego wants to protect us so much. It's It has the intellect of a two-year-old, but it's got, you know, this tremendous love. It stands up and says, it's hard and you don't deserve another hard thing in your life. Just let's leave that alone. Leave mm-hmm. that alone. Come over here. Come over here. You know, and so when we just say, you know, I'm going to discipline myself. I don't need an answer. I just need to question what, what am I feeling? What am I feeling in my feet? What am I feeling in my calf? What am I feeling? And the ego will jump into, oh, that's this. Slow down. Let me just sit with it for a minute. And that's the part that we really have to, we have, we've got to relax the ego to be able to know what the feelings are. You know, and the people get so tensed up and they tell me all the time in sessions, it's like, I, I'm, I don't know if that's me or if that's, you know, if that's truth. Okay, well, then just sit with that. It's okay not to know. We're going to take a quick break. In a minute, when we come back, we're going to talk about how to turn that observation about yourself, about that internal conflict into meaningful change in your life. Stay with us. What happens if we, how do we begin if we don't like what we see, right? We start sitting in that. And we start to realize that we've made a lot of these unconscious decisions that have really hurt us. How do we begin to, you know, you, you have a line, you turn stumbling blocks into stepping stones. How do we begin to process these previous stumbling blocks, these ways that the ego has gotten in the way of our true selves? Uh, and how, how do we begin to turn that into life change? Yeah, when you don't like what you see, I love that. And that's quite true for most of us. We look and we see that, you know, we don't like what we've created in our own life. We don't like what we've created in the lives of other people. And so the way to sustainable change, when we decide that we're ready to change is through love, tremendous outpouring of love. And the example that I love to give people is that who amongst us would take a you know, middle school, my kids are in college and high school now, but when middle school is the rough ages for parents and children, and there's a lot of mistakes, a lot of growing that happens there. And who amongst us would say to our middle schooler, okay, you can't like these choices that you've made. You need to stop right here. This is it. This is the end of the road, buddy. Mm. You know, look at, look at the series, look at all of these teacher notifications you just stop right here. No, this is the point where you sit down and say, what do you see? If that doesn't feel good, what you need to know is I love you. We can start over tomorrow. How about that? How about we get some rest now? We start over tomorrow. Hmm. We don't have to start big. What's just the one thing we want to work on? Because, you know, you can't overwhelm a middle schooler. They can't go in there thinking if you've been, you know, class clown, not doing homework for the last four months, you're not going in there 
you know, role model student. How about we just stay in our seat tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it? So we give ourselves one small thing. We we can't go back and change the past. You honor that and say, gosh, all of that. And you keep showing up. You're amazing. Okay. I mean, so, so we give ourselves that small task. We give ourselves that, that one thing that we know we can do and just sort of accept. I like that. And you give you, and that's, I mean, that's grace, right? You're having grace with yourself. Yeah. And this is how you, yeah, you can, and this is right. This is grace. And if you don't give it to yourself first, don't turn around and ask your spouse why they don't give it to you or your boss or your coworkers don't right. give it to you. You've got to honor yourself first. Right. You teach the world. We, when we honor ourselves, we raise our vibrational energy. When we raise our vibrational energy, we change all of the energy around us. We don't change it by going in with a hammer and say, I, you know, I demand you, you love me better. I demand you give, that's not how it works. We do it for ourselves first. And that energy is like the beacon goes out and it's like, oh my goodness, can you look at this person forgiving themselves? I guess I got to forgive you. It's like that thing, you know, you, you know, those people you see when they're dancing in public, right? And the, <laughs> your first instinct is to go, well, <laughs> look at this idiot. And then, <laughs> and then you see when they are in it, when they have given up to the music and they are dancing, there's a part of you that cannot help but feel a little bit envious. And you can't, you, you just have to watch them and, and be in the moment. Or just like singing in public. If you go through like uh, Paris and New York have, have incredible musicians in the subways. And you, when you first walk in, it can, be, it can be a lot to just have somebody just singing opera 20 feet away from you. But after it, when they are when they have given themselves to the music, you can't help it. You have to listen, and you and a part of you, I guarantee you, even if you're not a, an audiophile, will fall in love with with that passion that you can see in other people. And I, and I think what you're saying is give that to yourself. Give that to yourself. And here is the thing: you don't need to be an. You can sing in public. Just sticking with this with this example, which I love. Don't worry about, I'm going to make a mistake. I'm going to sing off tune. I'm mm-hmm. going to, because here's what people are attracted to. Remember, it's just the energy. They're just attracted to the fact that you have enough self-love to show up as your authentic self. Right. It not only raises the vibrational energy for how, how, you, how they treat you, it raises the vibrational energy for how they treat themselves and what they believe about themselves. So you loving on you to that capacity is a game changer for your entire environment. Okay. Okay, I love it. Well, we don't have a lot of time left, so I do want to get to something. There's a lot of people right now who would love to feel what you're talking about. There's a lot of people who would like to feel that that release that we're talking about, right? That this this just being your truest self. But a, a lot of us, because the world is like this, have internalized a lot of the negative reactions of people. So you're an actress. Uh, you go on a lot of auditions. You get a lot of no's. Uh, you meet with a lot of agents and they say, you don't, you don't have the right look. You don't have that factor. And you got to just keep, you just got to keep driving. You got to keep going. You have to ignore that in a certain way. But there's a lot of us who have internalized the rejection of life, uh, whether it starts at a young age or it happens later in life. doesn't matter. We've done it. How do we begin to find that true self and unpack, remove that failing mindset from ourselves so that we can tap into the very vibrational energy you're talking about? Right. So the first thing is, what's the story that you tell yourself? Right. We all get to tell a story. We all get to tell a story. And so, you know, when you internalize something, I am a firm believer in when I, if I tell you, oh, don't don't think about rejection. The first thing you do is start counting all the rejections you've gotten just to right. say, oh, rejection. I got this many today. So then we, I said, you know, let's let's look at those rejections. 
And let's give everybody a story for why they did what they did. It's my, it's, this is, I am the star of this Broadway play called Drayvon James. So, you know, you're right. An actress goes out on so many auditions and you're not the right height. You're not this, you're not the that. Right. And then, and then they don't even pay attention to you half the time when you're doing your thing. And this is life too. And, you, and then you give yourself, you give yourself permission to tell yourself the story about everything that happens so that it validates you. Not that you lie, because if you need to learn the lines and you don't know the lines, you got to deal with that. But so that you don't end up in a place where you think that something is wrong with me. No, we're in a world, we have this beautiful opportunity to interact with other people who are also having their life and their day, and maybe they're not handling their thing the way they should in a way that validates you. Mm-hmm. Can we Can we honor that for them and say, oh my gosh, yeah, that really hurt me. You know, Gib shouldn't have said it that way. That really hurt me. But guess what I know? I know that Gib is a person too. He's got things going on in his life too. Maybe he needs some better training. Maybe he needs that. That's the story I'm telling myself. I'm good. Everything's good with me. Everything's good with him. And I'm going to keep it moving to the next level. And even with that backstory, go ahead and reframe that. Don't lie about what happened. Those things happen. Mm. But what you have the right to do is reframe the meaning that you've been giving to it. And then reward yourself, honor yourself for, I've survived feeling this way about that all these years. Man, I'm awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, this and this goes into the same thing, right? Where where uh, nobody is thinking about you as much as you think they're thinking about you. In other words, when you're embarrassed about X, Y, or Z event, uh, the likelihood that that somebody remembers the event the same way that you do as an embarrassment for you is is very slim. And having empathy for the ways that you've been slighted for the people who have slighted you. That maybe that their intentions were not specifically to slight you uh, is probably a good first step in even forgiving yourself. Right, because hurt people hurt people. I, I, right. I used to love that phrase, right? And it's hard to remember when you're in the thick of it. But since we spend so much time in the past, right, it's not that difficult to remember when you're today thinking about what happened 15 years ago. Yeah. You're now 15 years into this, and you can say, you know what, yeah. Hurt people hurt people. So what I'm going to do is reframe the meaning behind that for me mm-hmm. so that I, and that's the choice that we have to make. We have to make that. I, I tell my clients before you go to bed at night, every night, reframe that whole day, take two minutes and reframe the entire day and just go on to sleep. You know, that reminds me of, you know, so you say living in the past, right? And I, and I, and absolutely our, our minds take us to these places. So specifically they take us to the future, they take us to the past and they usually take us there in a very negative way. Right. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm unique, but I, I believe that I'm not in this where, you know, I, I, I will ruminate not over my victories as often as I would like to, but I ruminate over my failures way more than my victories. Um, and I ruminate over the pain that we've been talking about way more than I, I ruminate over the, over the positives. I try, I, I practice doing the opposite. But, um, have you ever seen this movie uh, about time? No, I have not. It's, it's, so it's a weird movie. Uh, uh, it's, it's Donald Gleason. Um, or, or I can't remember if it's Donald Gleason or Donald Gleason. So I can't remember. I get, I get the two confused, the, uh, actor and his son. But anyway, this is, this, uh, and, and what's her, uh, what's her face from the notebook? Anyway, this guy can, when he hits, after he goes through puberty, he can navigate through time, uh, to go any point in his life and relive it. And it creates amazing opportunities, amazing problems, 
but where he resolves by the end of his life and his dad kind of walks him through this is this amazing thing where he goes back and he relives every day uh, with peace, knowing the outcome. And the amount of ha- instead of using the instead of using the time traveling ability to try to change things and to make things better, instead he just relives it with peace. Um, and that's the that's I'm not spoiler alert, but the movie's been out for like ten years, so it's not my fault if you haven't seen it. Um, but that's but I but I love that. I mean, the movie I absolutely adore. Um, but but because again, we have that power, whether we like it or not, we can relive our days in our mind with that kind of peace. We don't get right. to physically do it, but we can do it in the way that you're talking about. And that's so, I'm so glad you brought that point up. And this is what I work with my clients is that, so the fact that you are ruminating about something that happened, we'll just stick with 15 years ago, right? Tells me one thing. It should tell you one thing for sure, that you are the victor over that situation because you are still here, right? It, it didn't take you out. You're still mm-hmm. here. So now, now let's go to the next level of greatness and live, as you said, live it out in peace and say, okay, this is what happens. This is what I'm going to choose for that to mean. Mm-hmm. Let's not choose for that to mean that I'm still waiting for it to ruin me. Let's not make that choice. Let's make the choice that says, I choose to use that situation for growth and development. Mm-hmm. Right? Because because of that, I now know this. And now you have control over it. Now you have control over uh, the way that it impacts your life as opposed to feeling powerless against your, your previous failures. Right. And it doesn't mean that you'd go, that you'd wish it to happen again. No, it, it happened. And that's what, that's how this is not suppression. You know, I, you're acknowledging that, yeah, this happened, but this is, this is what it means mm. for me. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Well, I mean, uh, you, you have to go, but I love I love where we are right now. I'd love to have you back to go to go deeper about this. Uh, I did look up that movie while you, while we were talking. Domino Gleason and Rachel McAdams are the actors in the movie About Time. So if you wanted to go back and see that, I you definitely do. Can. Um, <laughs> it's a beautiful story, and I happen to be a big fan of that movie. But uh, but there you go, Doctor Drayvon James. Uh, you uh, in, in addition to all of your things, you have a website for people to contact you at. Uh, drdravonjames.com. If people want to follow up with you, is that the best place to do it or is there somewhere else? That is the best place to do it. And if you reach out to me, I have a free course that I'm giving away. So if you reach out at dravonjames at gmail.com, just say free course, you'll get a free course about discovering your passions. Okay. So link the, both the email address and a link to the website will be in the show notes. One last thing, and I ask it to everybody, Dr. James, what is one thing we can all start doing today that will make our lives a whole lot better? practicing deliberate self-talk man yeah <laughs> like, right but like hey, but how that's the thing is 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 training yourself to do that deliberately in and out of every day right i love myself because it just keeps and put a different because behind it each time mm. i love myself because wow thank you dr james for your time and uh, we really appreciate it. we'll have to have you on again sometime to talk more about this Thank you. It's my pleasure. That's it for our show today. Thank you guys so much for being here. Check us out at facebook.com slash John Tesh, where we are live all the time. You can uh, you can let us know how you like the show. Also, rate, comment, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. It makes a huge difference for us. I appreciate all of you that have done that so far. Uh, it means a lot. Also, share this with a friend if this is something that they need to hear right now. A lot of people going through a lot of stuff. Uh, this is a great... This could really help them. 
Uh, also, you can check out John on Twitter at John Tesh, on Instagram at John Tesh underscore IFYL. I am Gib Gerard. You can find me at Facebook.com slash Gib Gerard or at Gib Gerard on Instagram and Twitter. I try to respond to every message, every every mention, uh, every DM about the show. A lot of you have made recommendations for, for guests that we've had on, so I appreciate it. Keep it coming because I do this for you guys. So thank you so much for listening.